Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back for another OG Show Live. Mr. Randall, how you doing? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down... Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for News. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to once again the Bass Guy Get Beers. Brother, this is the final cast. Another segment of uh, Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Palatine. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of Feather and Fur, your host. Welcome back to the Mindset Hey, welcome back to Off the Water. Happy here with Adventures of Outdoor Woman Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, go to eastport.info. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down. I'm your host, Jimmy Skinner. With me, as always, Dan Perry. What's up, brother? What's up, man? Me and my mid-century modern creek rickety furniture. <laughs> different. My- this is like the first time I think I've ever seen you somewhere different. Yeah, just- I, I, I change locations all the time. Like You've been in the same spot the whole time. Like as actually far, like never before leave. me. Yeah. yeah. I live there. Yeah, it's it's his his dungeon. I'm I just internet issues, and hopefully my echo isn't too bad. But no, you sound good. Creaking creaking furniture. <laughs> she thinks it looks great. It's it's cool, but it's not very functional. It, yes, that's how women are. It looks good, yeah. but don't sit on it. That kind of deal, you know. Yeah. Well, it's good to be back this week, man. I appreciate you taking care of it. Sorry I missed it, folks. Uh, my work truck broke down and I had to get that back because you cannot make no money without it. So I uh, took care of that and I'm back. But we, uh, got, we got a second a... truck too, right? Yeah, I did. I uh, I bought me a uh, a little SUV. I can't decide still if I want it to be the work vehicle 
if I want to keep my truck as my work vehicle. Because the, the plan was to buy dedicated work vehicle, but uh, work fans are high right now with, and they still want 15 grand for something with 200 plus thousand miles. And uh, I found an O2 Trailblazer fully loaded, like fully, fully loaded. And it only had 100,000 miles on it. And like I drove it home and now I kind of don't want to work out of it because it's so nice. Leather, clean interior, man. So it's like, ah. Maybe the maybe the truck stays the the work truck and make the the little uh, trailblazer a fishing machine. Who knows? But. Speaking of buying, if if anybody's selling like a a uh, Yakima Easy Rider for in the South for a really good price, like you need some money, hit me up. I'm your guy. <laughs> I'm, I've been looking for one. That that's the that's the trailer I never see come up for sale. Yeah, ever. Like I don't think I've ever seen one. I've seen the. Wait, no, it, I'm thinking of the no. rack and roll. Yeah, the rack and roll. Yeah, I forget. Those, you those are good too, but you can submerge the easy rider, and that's why yeah. I want it. Yeah. <sighs> well, maybe somebody will hit you up. Y'all give Show Dan some love and sell him one for really cheap. Really cheap. You sell it, you sell it to him cheap enough, we'll, we'll bring you on the podcast. Twice. A little, <laughs> little bragging. Yeah, you, you can co host. You, you can take my place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got a little bit of a different show this week. Um, so as um, a lot of the kayak fishing world saw or heard or read or whatever, uh, there was a little bit of a change to the KBF national championship this year, as far as qualifications go. And before we bring up, uh, we, we've got a few guests with us here to talk about it. And, you know, top anglers in KBF, you know, that fish with KBF quite a bit. And we wanted their opinions on the whole thing, but I brought, I've got it pulled up and I'm just going to read it real quick. And it also helps because I know even some of these guys don't know the details of it, but I, I've got the link to it right here. So uh, we'll go into it real quick. So to qualify an angler, angler must fish in any kayak CPR tournament and submit a fish in that event. It doesn't matter where the angler finishes or even if they catch a limit. The idea here is that the angler has experience catching, photographing, releasing and uploading a fish to a tournament management system. The angler will have the responsibility of knowing the rules thoroughly, avoiding simple mistakes, and incurring penalties. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The qualifying event uh, may be any regional, local, or state club trail. Uh, the event does not necessarily have to be one held by a KBF Ambassador Series partner organization. This also includes online CPR events conducted by various organizations and clubs across the country. The angler's qualifying finish can be posted to any tournament management site, Fishing Chaos, Tourney X, etc., the qualification process is solely up to the individual for accountability purposes and will be verified prior to moving on the top 100 for day three of the KBFNC. And then the rest is just KBF membership stuff. So sum it up. If you catch a fish of the black bass species in a CPR tournament, congratulations, you're qualified. I, I, I didn't think about it before, but I want to talk about how it's going to affect clubs and their affiliation with the with KBF. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to get into all of it. So uh, without further ado, we've got uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Russ Snyder's returning guest, and Mr. Cody Henley, also returning guest, currently leading the AOI and KBF right now. He's, you know, pretty thug and not too bashful about it. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? Uh, what's up? What's up? Th thank you all for being on. Appreciate it. I think, I'm I think Russ not, is muted. Yeah, I'm not hearing you, Russ. <laughs> oh. 
Well, Cody, while we're uh, letting Russ get through his audio issues, tell everybody uh, who you are and what you do. Uh, my name is Cody Henley. I am currently a full-time kayak fisherman. Yeah, professional That's kayak awesome. fisherman sounds super weird, but it's it's been a it's been an epic year. I can't even express yeah. what what's happened. Like the start of the year went super great for me, and it carried me for the rest of the year. Summer, I kind of plummeted. I I had I got so used to winning, and I started kept spending my money and kept spending my money, and I realized like, dang, I'm not not doing great anymore. So. I need to work on it and figure out how I'm going to do this each year and manage enough. Cause this year I think, I don't know if I'm always going to have a year like this. Maybe I can, maybe I can't, I don't know, but that's a hundred percent what I do full time. I actually run a soft plastic company as well. And I've, I've put that on the, not the back burner, but in a sense, I've not really done any advertising. I've literally just been, I've been home for a week or two weeks and I'm gone for a week, gone home and then gone for another two weeks. Advertise here, man. Shout, shout out your brand. Talk about it. <laughs> just Seriously. it's just my name, Henley. It's HenleyCustomLures.com. I got I probably have over forty five different styles of of beavers, creatures, worms, speed, what you name it. I've so, used them myself, and they are great. You got the colors dialed. You got the baits dialed. You can make some good stuff, man. Yeah, really and thank you. I have on my list of people to talk to after this. <laughs> Rust, Rust, too, man. I, I got some of his chatter baits. I mean, you, we, you're known for making all your stuff, too. We, we got two Yeah, I don't see. That's here. one thing I don't do is plastics. I do all the other stuff, kind of airbrushed crankbaits and tie jigs and spinner baits and chatter baits and buzz baits and all that. But maybe I should get into the, the plastic making. If I do, Cody would be the guy to ask questions about how and you just gotta y'all just gotta combine forces yeah do do like the the true south and the yeah but all covered yeah true south and biz baits came together yeah y'all should just do it yeah there you go well for anybody listening that's russ snyder's uh russ uh, give us a little bit about yourself for anybody that doesn't know who you are that's his phone just got them hoes on yeah, speed dial. Snyder's. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Russ Snyder's. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, yeah, I'm from California, but live in Nashville, Tennessee the last 10 years here. And uh, uh, shoot, now I got something. Hold on. What the heck's going on on my computer? He's Holy about to crash out. It's blocking the screen. But anyways. Uh, but yeah, I'm kayak fishing for about five years now and uh, do all the tournaments, KBF, Hobie, Bassmaster. Um, and uh, yeah, really been enjoying it and uh, plan on, uh, it took a little bit, a little bit of some time off this year. I got a new house and uh, things have been kind of busy with me, but now I'm uh, getting back into the groove and plan on, on really getting things going uh, towards the end of this year and into next year, so. Well, hell yeah. I, I, I have a question I want to start out with because both y'all fish all three trails. Hey, Cody, you fish all three, right? Yes, sir. How, how do y'all choose? Is it just you fish as many as you can and try to fit them in the schedule or is there... I, I don't know. I, I, mean, no, I, I have, I have yeah. an assumption to the answer here and I'm just, I could be way off. If it was me and just because Cody already mentioned it, you know, doing it for a living... Do you just hit them all because you need as many opportunities to make money to continue to do it for a living? Or do you have a bias to like location? But both of y'all, either one of y'all can answer. 
sponsors yeah. uh, a lot of it just comes to like traveling and distance and what makes like most sense there's a couple tournaments nearby where i can just do one back to back that'll kind of persuade me to to do that like i think i did this year so like one in texas and then one right after in oklahoma and you know so scheduling like that like i'm not going to drive all the you know i'm not going to drive 15 hours somewhere just just for one tournament typically but that comes you know plays a big part in it and also just you know how many how many participants are in the tournament you know i'm not going to travel a long way if there's only going to be 30 40 guys or something like that in the tournament typically but uh but yeah and everything else is you know you have all the life stuff that happens too so you know you got to kind of coordinate around around that thing plans with friends and family and uh that all plays a part for me anyways so what you cody I would say I would say similar. I would I'll be a hundred percent honest. I bit off a little bit more than I could chew this year. Um, I've been thirty seven thousand miles in my truck so far this year. Wow! And uh, yeah, so it is. Uh, next year, I don't. That sounds to, like, impressive. I need to know the fuel price, though. I need to know like, is it thirty seven thousand miles and fifty thousand dollars in fuel? That's the number we need. Oh, oh dude, I don't even freaking want to know. I 100% don't want to know. And, uh, I mean, the year's not even over. I mean, my first trip started whenever we went down to the 10. That was 42-hour drive. You oh, know, but wow. right, like, like Russ said, that was uh, when we jumped off of the 10. Next weekend, we had the Bassmaster. And then the following, I'm pretty sure the following weekend after that, we had the Hobie at uh, Texas, I, Toledo, Toledo right? Yeah, yeah, to Texas, Toledo, Ben. So that was it. Was nice to hit all three of those, but then at the same time, it was really hard for me to be away from my wife. Like, and it was just a little bit too much. Maybe one to two would be good, but for me, it's kind of the same thing. You know, participants is a huge thing for me. After traveling those forty miles, I mean, forty hours of driving nonstop. Uh, me and Cayman rotated back and forth, so I mean, we did kind of stop, but. Um, after that, twelve to fifteen hour drives are absolutely nothing. I can I could easily go make plastics all day or do whatever I wanted, leave at twelve and be there the next day. Doesn't affect me at all. But the participants, you have to Young think about man. that. If it if it's twelve hours or under, I don't really care about the participants because if I don't have money that week, I, that's my only way of making a check for paying for bills for paying anything. So, I mean, and this is my first year, so I don't have sponsors forking over cash left and right. You know, I mean, of course, I, I do get help, like, in that, and that's insanely appreciative. But that obviously, it's my first year. I can't expect everyone to pay me $10,000 right out of the gate, you know. So, it's it's definitely a work in progress, but, you know, it's it, it's got to be worth my while to go there. You know, like, even the Hobie BOS, it's – I think Lake Darnell's coming up and we only have 132 contestants and our hundred something. And don't get me wrong. That's still a good payout. But if I don't hit first, I'm, I'm not going to get seven, seven grand. And by the time you get there and come back, that's a $2,500 trip. Yeah. You know, by the time you, maybe not that much cause it's not that much in tournament fees, but yeah, it, it adds up real quick. No, I mean, it does. I mean, I, I can't yeah. think of any traveling tournament I've done cause I've done a few of them. I mean, it's still a thousand bucks. Yeah. Like, 
I don't I don't think I've done one for under. I mean, maybe the one we did on Pickwick because it's 45 minutes from my house. But I stayed with Dan and them. We still split a house. I still probably spend six hundred dollars, you know, driving around the lake. And, you know, I'll tell you, the biggest way to save money is is make Wind. a bunch of food. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but just making I mean, eating out is what costs. Cost oh my that's what really gosh. adds up when you're just going to eat out all your meals and stuff like that so i do a lot of meal i spend a whole day just do a meal prep and have enough food to pretty much cover me for the whole you know five six days and i'm usually five days is pretty typical and all you got you know you got you go to some new place you got to try one of the local restaurants i'll eat out maybe once once maybe twice but that's that's the way i really save some money i always get guilty of uh you know, I like socializing and hanging out. So I'm always like, okay, I'm going to stick to this. We're going to have sandwiches all week. And then somebody's like, hey, we're at the local pub. And I'm like, be there in five minutes. Yeah. And then yeah. That's, how, that's how it happens. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good tip. Well, uh, you know, I wanted to get, we wanted to get a few couple people on and just really talk about a day. Y'all, y'all heard me read over it and, you know, everybody's kind of heard about it, but I just wanted to know, you know, everybody's thoughts on it and we'll ask some questions and put our thoughts in as well. But the, you know, the whole change to basically making it kind of open in a sense, you know, uh, and, and there's been so much banter about it, just like anything else that makes waves and kayak fishing, it's immediately just, you know, boom. Uh, but I figured we'd ask people that really, I, I don't want to say that it affects, cause I mean, I guess it could affect you, but it, we'll get into it. Cause I think it'd be a good thing for some of you, but, uh, so let's just, we'll just get first thoughts, you know, we'll start, we'll actually start with Dan, Dan, what are your first thoughts on a tournament that has always been something you qualify for, whether that was still loosely qualified, uh, even before this change, but to what they announced now, what's your just initial thought on it? Why not? I mean, to to me, it's kind of like I always saw it as a gathering anyways, that if it's going to be if you want to have many as many people from across kayak fishing have an expo, even though they're not having an expo this year and just it, it'd be like the classic, the Bassmaster Classic Expo and a big giant gathering of kayak fishermen having whether it's one fish that you caught in your local club or it's, you know, that you won, you know, you got third in a state online, or it, it doesn't matter to me. It's both the same thing. I, I hate they call it a national championship. They they should call it something else. But um, yeah, but why, why not? Cody, what do you think? Just just your first initial thought. First initial thought. I I have absolutely no problem with it. I mean, the way, and this sounds super greedy or super maybe cocky or rude. More, more people, money, more money. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah, right. I mean, like, that, that's why I was leaning towards how it would benefit. And I say benefit y'all, like y'all are. I mean, y'all have all lost tournaments. Everybody has, and I don't. I'm not trying lot. to put y'all on these giant pedestals, but you think of the names that are typically going to do good and cash that money. Having way more people in the event can only help you there. So maybe, maybe that takes you home a thousand bucks versus a hundred, or you know, whatever. Russ, well, what's your initial thought? I'm going to agree with both what, what uh, Cody and Dan said. The one thing I can add to it, though, is 
like yeah, the more people, the more the more money. It does come to a point where I've seen you know a couple of the national championships where there's like seven hundred and something people saturating and, a body of water. Yeah, it's just yeah. Uh, it's just more a matter of of the body of water and how how big it can fish. You know what I mean? Right. It can definitely get to a point where it's just too many people um and and then spots get a little overcrowded and it just it's just a little too much but in this case you know if the numbers are down and we need to you know the ideal number i think depending on the lake but for for kentucky lake there's there's a lot of water you know especially since they uh extended the boundaries and stuff like that so uh, you know i'd love to see a, you know the three four hundred people i think would be an ideal amount and if they're not going to hit those numbers i want to you know change the rules to I have no problem with them changing the rules to do whatever they need to do to, to get to that, those numbers that they need. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of like, so my first initial thoughts, like we're like, <sighs> that's not them being elite. Like we talked about kind of before the show, you've heard them talk about, you know, that being a, one of those higher upper tournaments. And, but then I thought about it and was like, well, you know, this is a way to boost your participation that can only, I mean, you can say it, that there's no bad publicity, it's just more eyes, more p- people, more money. You know, it could show the Experience Paris um, Tourism Board. You know, I mean, I know they've been there before, but, you know, here's a little more help. We got even more people coming in. So it, it's probably from like a non-ego standpoint, it's probably got so many positives that, you know, they would far outweigh any real negative opinion anybody had on it. But uh, let, let's, you know, talking about like, because uh, saturating the, an area, that's something I thought about too. Because I, I didn't see, and this doesn't say that there's a cap of any kind, but, and obviously I would say Russ would say so. Do you think there should be a cap? Like, say the first 350 people to respond to this change or and sign up? Or what, what do y'all think? I think there should be a cap, but I don't know, maybe not at 350 once you get, like I said, it depends totally on the body of water. Um, and maybe, um, yeah, it just depends on the body of water and how many, how many people it can, it can really handle in this case, Kentucky Lake with them huge, making yeah. it dam to dam. And I, I don't uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard something about how like the first couple days is going to be on Kentucky Lake. And then the final day is going to be on Lake Barkley. Is that true? Or is that just, I heard that from somebody. I haven't seen that, Dan. Did you hear that? No, I, he, I remember him cause you can go back and listen to the, uh, uh, you look up Chad Hoover on YouTube. You can go back to his uh, podcast a couple nights ago, and he was talking about there. I, I was that. I think for... he was on a podcast with Cody. I think that's what I heard. I think Cody was telling me he was on a podcast oh. with him, and Chad was uh, saying something about about doing the first two days on Kentucky and then a day on Barkley, which I don't, you know. Yeah, whatever the case, like I'd like to know pretty soon because that's uh, yeah, <laughs> I live pretty close by, right. and if that's yeah. the case, then I'm I'm probably gonna need to start looking at some stuff on Barkley then too. Yeah, I don't even know where that is. They're right next <laughs> to each other. <laughs> Wait, is that the one that's conjoined in? Yeah, it's, it, it, they connect almost like right at the dams. Like two dams are right okay. next to each other, and there's a strip called Land Between the Lakes, which is. Uh, uh, I don't know, it's a big wildlife area, I guess. Right, I'm I've always wanted to go camp there. Oh, it's, it's beautiful, been a great, great place to camp. Yeah. yeah, there's all sorts of ATV and four wheeling trails, and all sorts of. Uh, you just got to get like a little backcountry permit, and there's just little campsites everywhere. They have some, you know, they have like big developed 
campsites as well with a bunch of RVs and stuff like that. But then there's also like just these off the beaten path campsites where you can just drive out on the dirt road and uh, have a little cool little spot by the lake and um, yeah, and everything kind of in between too. They have some other sites that have you know just like some porta potties and a couple of picnic tables and there's like ten campsites right by a, a dirt ramp and stuff. So it's a great place for for kayak fishing and for for having tournaments just with all the access and stuff that they have at those in those areas there. And it's like he said, man, it's so much water. Yeah. I, I could see why this one especially would be a good one to do this open format on because it can yeah. handle a lot of people. Yeah, I think this time of year it fishes a little bigger than it did. I think before the national championships have been in the spring there when the water's down. Uh, and I think they are drawing it down right now, but in the spring it fishes, it fishes a little smaller in the spring and the fall, it, it, you know, they could definitely spread out a little bit more. And oh, yeah. uh, so it can, it can handle a lot of kayaks. Awesome. Well, uh, Dan, what's, what's you, you, what's your next question to this whole thing or statement or anything? Like what? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, what are things that they, I guess my, the thing that's kept me away from fishing it is, and, and probably some other people, and maybe this is just something they can do in the future is I, I can't devote five days of vacation time to one event like I, it, because it's always during a week and rather than ending on a Sunday, I just, I can't, I can't give up that many like minimum five days really yeah exactly three-day tournament plus like the awards are are the next day right it's like wednesday Thursday, friday the awards on saturday five days it only give you one day to pre-fish so really it's like a whole week pretty much yeah yeah what is the purpose for that rush you've been maybe you know why why is it in the middle of the week why doesn't it start on like a a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then finish everything out. Because of the award, because in the past there's been so many people that in order to just have time to to finalize everything and get everybody's scores and totals, I think in the past they've tried to do it. They've had uh, national championships where the tournament ended and then they had to figure everything out and everybody's sitting there until 12 o'clock at night or 1 in the morning to finish everything up. So then they made a, made a change where – they just, you know, decided to do it the next day, which which makes more sense with with that many people, and I think it it's worked out good. But um, there have been, yeah, I know now they they're using fishing chaos, and I think with Turning X, they were having some some issues at a couple of the national championships in the past. But yeah. um, hopefully, you know, uh, hopefully everything goes smooth, and it's it's a lot to coordinate. You know, I do. Much yeah. criticism as Chad Chad gets for things, you know, he, he does work hard and he does, you know, he, he puts a lot of effort into to doing the best he can to to give you know us anglers these these opportunities. So, and they, they, he also he, he also said that this year that they would have a guaranteed extra days, like if it uh, if there was a weather event and they couldn't hmm. go on a Friday guaranteed they're going saturday that they have two extra days built in already into it so that way it won't be just cut short yeah yeah there's a lot of things to just take in consideration when putting on an event this big you know oh for sure so something that i saw somewhere this will be my next question um do you think them doing this is at all just because i can't put it any other way like a cry for help for participation 
I see it as yes and no. I mean, you definitely want as many people as you can to be at one of these big events. But do you think as a whole, this is like just kind of a ploy to get more KBF participation? Or do you think this is strictly just a one event? Like we just want to really blow this up. Like, what do y'all think on that? Russ, you want me to go first or you want to go first? Sure, you go, bud. Okay. I, I don't know. I feel, I, Jimmy, like you said, I think it could be. I think it could be both. It could. You could say. I mean, I wouldn't, in a sense, say a cry for help. I would think more of it. Chad is is he gets so much criticism from so much stuff, but yet the dude has so many great ideas, and they're not for him. Like the dude's not. Right. He could have came up with something so much better for him to be a millionaire and him not have to worry about anything that we're doing and him not to have to put up with our bullshits, you know. But he does all <laughs> this for us, and he has so much in his brain. And obviously, when he when he thinks of something, he doesn't think of like, oh, right now. He thinks from start to finish, and he maps every single thing out. So I really do think a lot of it will have have to come together and tie together with the pro series, with the other amateur, whatever they're starting. I, I don't really know a ton about that, but about the clubs coming together and and if it's your first – I don't really know that exactly, but making the, the 10 a bigger prize payout. You know, all that stuff will, in the end – come back to help us but i think with more participation you know that gives us the chance obviously with more people there's more money for people for us to make money but then obviously the company is going to get more money so that they can grow and expand because this year you heard him say like he he did a he did a ton of tournaments uh, right after the 10 he threw put two more out west in california both kbf events one on lower otai uh, California and another one was San Vicente and I ended up going to uh, all those except San Vicente but and then at the end of the year after everything had come to pass he he realized like okay so we're not getting as much participation in certain places you know and as much money as he's spending you know like when we were out in uh, Arizona Chad paid almost four thousand dollars for us to eat out both days and uh, we barely had 40 people out there in the tournament. I think it might have been 47 on day one and 42 on day two. So it, it's kind of hard for it to come back and, and pay for itself. So I, I think he, a lot of it he has just the end in mind and what he can do with the help of more people coming to the event. I'm Very just well really disappointed. You just called it Otai. I always thought it was Otay. <laughs> it, it might be it, like it I'm, I'm be. seriously disappointed. I'm pretty sure Rush, you've been, you fished it before out in Cali. Oh, he's, he's, he's from Cali, Northern Cal, Northern California. Oh, so that's uh, more down in the San Diego area. Yeah, I fished a couple. I fished. Wales, uh, I fished a couple of those lakes down there, Diamond Valley. Uh, but um, yeah, I agree with everything you said. The one other thing to take, kind of take in consideration too is. Um, you know, a lot of this money for the events isn't just coming from entry fees. It's coming from the, the Chamber of Commerce uh, for these different towns uh, that the tournaments are hosted out of, as well as, as sponsors, too. And, you know, he has in order for Chad to get money from from those companies, he he has to put out there how much, you know, how, how many people are going to be traveling to these towns and support the local businesses, the restaurants and and stuff like that. So he needs to. Um, 
you know, if they're going to give them a bunch of money and then all of a sudden it's the, the participants aren't, aren't what they expected, you know, that's going to let those, those people down too. So he wants to keep, I'm sure, good relationships with, with, yeah, with the different sponsors and different, different chamber of commerce for the towns. And, uh, you know, and he has to do whatever he needs to do to, to, you know, make people ha- make them happy so that he keeps getting support and keeps getting money from those people. And that's something that a lot of people just don't even think about when they go to, to, you know, thinking of all the negative comments and stuff they could throw towards something like this is so like, I, I I'm doing our state championship here in Alabama. And that's the first thing when you talk to the chamber of commerce, that's the first thing they ask is how many people. Yeah. And they base on how much support they can give you about how much support you're bringing into them. So I, you know, I, I see that 100% when you can turn around and be like, well, I might be able to get 400 people kind of throughout this general area that are going to eat out and, you know, pay for campsites, pay for hotels, Tackle you know, blah, 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 blah. Ta- Oh time. yeah. Local everything, you know, um, strip clubs. Yeah. That too. I mean, support your local <laughs> prostitutes folks. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I, I, I definitely, I think that's probably one of the, uh, if I had to take a guess, I'd think that's a bigger factor that, most everybody's kind of overlooking is maybe when the participation numbers look low, they're like, look, we're going to have to pull back a little bit. And you're like, well, hold up, I can do this. But then you turn around and give me more if I bring you more, you know? So mm-hmm. who, who knows? Just more, more speculation. Um, so the next thing, and I, I kind of already know the answer to this. Um, do you, do y'all to, you know, do well, Cody, you're killing it this year. Russ, you know, you've been, how many times have you been in the tent house, Russ? Three. Three? Yeah. So, you know. And that, that, that's still got to be the best event. I, I still think that the, yeah. the 10 yeah. is like, like when it I is. sit back and think of one I'd love to yeah. make, it's that one. It has nothing to do with it. It's KBF. It's like, I've seen the videos in the house. I've seen all the cool free shit y'all get. I want in on that. Like, yeah. and you can, yeah. like, you can say you, you did so consistent throughout the year to make it there. Um. Do, do y'all see this open event taking away from the, the glory or the professionalism of this event from you alls standpoint? So do you still see it as facing some of the best in the country? You know, this is a, a real event that I really want to hang my hat on. Or d- does it kill that for you? Or does it not because there's other things that KBF has to offer? for the more serious angler. So uh, Russ, we'll let you start. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't have, I don't have an issue with, I mean, the qualification process for the previous ones, it wasn't like it was it locked was down. Elite, elite. <laughs> yeah. It's not, you know what I mean? So it's not like it, it is the best of the best and it's just something that's super hard to qualify for even in the past. So, you know, and then they do have, a, like I said, the 10 is an elite event where you do have to have all these qualifications. So if you want, you know, that's more what I consider uh, that elite type championship event where this is something where it's a huge event. It's more of a big giant social gathering, more of a bit, you know, where, where everybody, it's more than just a tournament, you know, as far as the national championship goes. And like I said, maybe call it something else. Maybe don't call it the national championship. Maybe call it something else but uh i think i'd i'd like it to be 
you know, just o- open. I, I like the way that he changed the qualification rules. And, and like I said, as long as it doesn't get to a point where it's just overbearing as far as too many people on a small fishery, then that becomes an issue. But I think do whatever you have to do to, to get it to the point of, of having the numbers that, you know, max out those numbers to the point where, where there's going to be a lot of money in the pot to pay out. And there's going to be, uh, you know, open to, to whoever really wants to, to come and travel and fish. And it's just, just cool having an event with that many people from so many people all across the country, you know, coast to coast. Uh, there's a lot of people. I don't think there's another event where that many people travel so far, just, just a fishing event. Uh, so, yeah, I no, and I, I, go, ahead, go ahead, Jimmy. I was just going to say, I think if, if like a follow up to my questions, if anything, I think it makes the 10 look even better. Yeah. Like, cause then it takes it away from being like two big, like high level things from under one organization to now this is a giant open, like the open championship weekend. And then it just come January, the 10, which I still think the 10 should go back to just 10, you know, because what was it last year? Like 13 or something like that? Yeah. It, it, 12. 12. Yeah. 10, 11, whatever. But I, I do. I think that it makes the 10 look even more badass than it already is. What was you going to say, Dan? I, I, I think it's two things that KBF does better than anybody else. They have like two really special events. They have the 10 and, and they also have that national championship gathering like a, you know, it, it just seems like they, uh, some of the other stuff kind of doesn't always go. It's to me, the reason I don't fish KBF is because it always seemed like too many carrots. Like, um, and like if you fish a Hobie, you know exactly how it's going to go exactly what the qualifications are to get to a TOC. There's how many people there's how many people uh, it's, it's just very simple. I'm from Mississippi, very simple, very easy <laughs> for a dumb guy like me. I it, grew up in Mississippi. That's why I laughed. <laughs> but that, it, it just seems like, um, you know, KBF is always, there's always an, a carrot at the end of a stick to try to get you to do something else. Like the year whenever Josh Stewart, I think it's Josh Stewart. Whenever he didn't sign up for some extra thing and he didn't win like $40,000. Oh, and he missed out on all the bonus bucks at yeah. the, uh, whatever that was. Yeah. I, I felt so bad for the guy. So it's just kind of stuff like that, that I've always been a little bit yeah. wary of KBF, but they, sometimes they do it's stuff. a little gimmicky. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and that's gimmicky. it. They do so many things so well. I, I think if they brought it, you Simplified know, it a little, yeah. Well, I, that goes back to what I think Cody they would was do saying. Better. Like the ideas are great. It's it, like we, me and Cody were talking about it before. So many good ideas, and that, but he, they try to tackle all of them. Like, mm. just pick the ones that seem to mean the most to everybody, and just like go hard to that and make those even better. Yeah, and which that could be what this is for the NC. Um, you know, I I, I do I think that it 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 opens it up for everybody because like if you go back and like for me when i go back like if i get bored and i pull up videos the old youtube videos of the nc at kentucky lake or gunnersville was it gunnersville yeah that was one of them yeah 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 yeah, yeah. caddo those videos are sick when everybody's in the in the the award ceremony or all the video from all these people on the water like that shit's awesome 
And I do. I think Dan's right. I think like they do it well. And I think this just capitalizes on that a little more. I, I just like I, I want I want Hobie, I want Bass, I want KBF to all do well because yeah. I think there's room for all of them. So I, you know, whenever things, whenever they're declining rather than growing, I just I want to see them do better. I I don't want to see anybody go away. Yeah, it'll all do, fizzle out yeah. if it doesn't. You know, do you guys you guys think I was I've been having a couple conversations about this. Do you guys think the sport of kayak fishing is is growing because there there is growth in certain aspects and there's other signs of like declining and you know for instance the national championship it was no problem to get 700 people and now they're struggling just to to fill the field um and do you think that's just like finances and gas expenses or do you think there's other factors that that go into that and like so at the same time hobie's doing exceptionally you know well they're they're kind of growing but is it so what do you think of that my, my theory on that is like overall and like working with the kayak shop you know i get to be a part of like the sales end of it so you get to see like you know the rise and like when COVID hit and boom you know sales go crazy you know we've seen that plateau slash decline and it's some of it is the world going back to normal but i think inflation's got a lot to do with it and i know for like i can say for me that's why i didn't travel as much this year like i've never considered myself a great angler i love just traveling and fishing with everybody you know it didn't matter but now it's just i mean gas to fly i didn't pay for gas brian did gas back and forth to florida i don't want to think about that bill to orlando and you know he went from chicago to orlando and back and uh i, I think that's part of it and then on the other side of it like you said like you see in Hobie do continue to do so well. I think it's just because that's the, the a 200 person tournament max. That's like the core of all the anglers that continue to do this. So it's like, if you, if you had to say there were 300 people in the country that take kayaks for fishing, you know, elite level serious. I think that's why they do so good is those people all continue to fish that event. Because no matter what's happening, they're still wanting to fish tournaments. It's not like your your regular everyday angler. As far as the KBFNC decline, I think it kind of still falls into that because the KBFNC traditionally has had so many qualified people that falls into that like average just weekend angler, and some people just can't you know afford that stretch right now. Like you said, you know, minimum five days with fuel like it is and everything price wise inflated. I think it's just kind of like a, a snowball effect of everything, you know? I think it's think? a it's a lot of different things happening all at one time where the economy, we're headed for a recession, so things are going to get worse, and inflation is getting worse, so the economy is bad, but bass boats and bass fishing in general, Russ, you and me, we both came from bass boat, and you used to be able to get, you know, like an 18 foot Ranger for $22,000 and now it's $70,000. So I, I think we're growing. We're taking from bass boats where, where the, I think kayak fishing is growing, but that's being hurt by the economy. I think before, whenever, after COVID happened, both were going up at the same time and now we're one up, one down. So we're probably pretty even if I had to guess. What do you think, Cody? I I don't have a indefinite. I I would say kind of lined up with what they're saying, you know. But like when I got back, and this had a lot to do with eating out. My trip to Florida, 
uh, what was that like, uh, Lake Fork, and then down to Toledo Bend. When I got back, I counted everything. I think I won close to twenty four, twenty five thousand dollars. I was stoked, right? I was so freaking stoked. And I don't think we're going to win $25,000 every single trip I go out. I ended up counting up how much I had spent. Now, take in mind that I was gone for three weeks. I'd spent around $9,200, you know. So it cost me a $9,000 trip. Gas was split. Gas wasn't even a quarter. I don't even think – Gas prices haven't even raised yet, have they? No. no. That's yeah, the beginning of the year. Low. So we were still paying what three up here in Utah is paying close to three fifty or three seventy-nine. But when we got down there, or maybe four, but when we got down there, it was like two ninety-nine, three oh five, three twenty-five. You know, it was extremely lower. My truck was sixty bucks to fill up. Now it cost a hundred and ten dollars to fill my truck up, and that gets me three hundred miles you know, and then loaded down, probably not even that much. I I really think it's just maybe those weekend warriors aren't able to make that trip, you know, anymore or, or are able to, to not even just the weekend warriors, just people in general. I mean, like Russ said, five days, that's nothing. Like most people are planning six to 10 days for that trip. And, you know, to get that time off, that's, that's a lot. And that's a lot of money to spend, and then at this point, they've fished long enough to know if they're going to cash a check or if they're going to be anywhere in the top. Or, you yeah, know, so, or if it's just a, an expense trip as a vacation, because that's what yeah, it turns are into. Are we just for looking to blow $5,000 or am I going to be at the top? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it could also be the fact that Kentucky Lake isn't like this world-class fishing destination that it that it used to be at one one time. I mean, it's pretty known nationally that there, there's a problem with the Asian carp there's, you know, and then being the time of year that it is too, it's, it's going to be a tough, tough fishing. Uh, it's not like you're going to, you know, show up and get, you know, hundred inches every day. Free fishing. Yeah. 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 I'm uh, sure you'll we'll have that, that bucket list kind of draw like yeah. someone like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I definitely I, used to. Used to. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you, do y'all too prefer, since y'all fish more national tournaments, is there, do you prefer a deeper payout like Bass does or a top 10% Hobie, you know, the standard? Top 10%. No questions yeah. asked. No question. Same thing. I hate wow. the Bass payout. Really? I think, yeah, I, I, I think, I, yeah, I think personally, and I, I don't even have skin in the game. I've never understood that. Like in the bass boat world, that's what it is in the bass boat. It is the the similar structure to in the bass boat world is top twenty percent, yeah. and it's but. it's different there because I mean like those guys are taking home like well, what's the I can't even remember like on the elite level, I think I mean small, 20, 20 plates is still taking home ten grand or, yeah. or at least so, three I mean, to seven thousand a lot a lot of money. Well, the bass so yeah, the bass master like the open like stuff like that. I think they pay back even deeper into the field, but they yeah. That- yeah, I think it's like you like double your money. It's like a four thousand dollar entry fee, but if, but if you get a check, you're you're getting ten grand, you know, minimum. Yeah, yeah. What I remember those. And that, that that's a like it works in the boat world also because the boat world's getting a lot of money put into it from sponsors and and other things. So there's so much money in there, but I've never understood it in our little kayak world. Like I'd rather see. You know the top ten people get like good checks versus Hobie. Hobie I mean, KBF has great payouts too, mostly because of the bonus bucks. Even for the smaller tournaments, if you're in the bonus bucks, uh, that pays out extremely well. And 
uh, I think the Hobie payouts are are pretty legit too. You know, I think minimum payout you're pretty much at least doubling your money, at least gonna you know make make your money back. But uh, and the Bassmaster, you know, and you don't even you can if they pay you have a hundred kayaks and they pay back twenty spots, you know, twenty through tenth aren't are just pretty much getting their entry fee back. So you're still losing money. And then even 10th through 5th are, you know, probably breaking, breaking even. And the problem with that, you know, is, is you got to get a top five just to feel like you even, you know, made, made a nickel. Uh, yeah. Did any so damage it's at like all. Nobody, you know, then you have 15 people who are getting checks and aren't even really feeling any, uh, like they've, you know, they still feel like they're losing money. Oh, so yeah. I think it's better to have less people like take that money from 10th to 20th and put it towards the top 10. So then whoever is getting a check at least feels like they're covering their expenses and, and making a little something extra. And I, I definitely think that they're only paying back about 70% too, which Kobe and KBF pay back a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've always, I've always, we, we've had shows about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, why that's I'm great, I mean, I'm going to do a Bassmaster event. I'm doing the Pickwick one, but Something needs. To, I don't know. I, I just that's just my beliefs, and people can. Something needs to change. They, you're, yeah. you're about to say. Everybody. I'm not the only. Something I'm not needs the, to change. Yeah, we got to speak out. I mean, it's it's if it's not for us anglers, kind of speaking out and saying, "Hey, this, you know, we don't like this." Like, if nobody says anything, they're not going to change anything. So, exactly. if people speak out about it. You know, they'll, I, I think to something too to jump off. Sorry to cut you off, Russ, but I no. wanted to kind of go off something you said. Was you know speaking up. You know, I remember when Bassmaster, I'd planned to go to Grand Lake, you know, and uh, I remember when Bassmaster wouldn't let you launch till like a, an hour past daylight. Maybe that's not, it's, it's somewhere up in there. You couldn't launch before daylight. And uh, then the other thing was the kayak rule. And you look what Chad has done. Like Chad goes in there, he talks to the people and he, he's going to get a tournament there next year and get that whatever it uh, rule is about being 150 yards off the bank and then you can't cross back straight across the cove like i think we just need to speak up and let people know and you yeah. know like and no offense to who's running it he's a boat guy so he doesn't understand what's really going on with with kayaks well, in they, general hey he's he's actually not running it anymore okay he, so, he, so he, he left bass he left bass john stewart he left bass and they're uh Right now, they're interviewing for a new turn, new tournament director. Okay, so, so see, I think that's a, a wonderful step. Like, no, yeah, that, that him, could be the step that needs to happen. Yeah, like I think that's great, and I think to jump off of what K, uh, Russ said, KBF have some of the best payouts. Like, cool. Don't get me wrong, Hobies is amazing. First, second, and third, taking home three to ten thousand dollars. But if you really bear down and look what KBF has. I've been to three events this year with KBF and every single one of them, one day I took second, the other day I took the other day, I think I took third or first and both times I brought home seven to $12,000. So, I mean, it is once it wraps up and all the bonus bucks and, and then all, all the, the money extra, in towards the 10 house too. you look at how much she puts into that and there's no entry. Yeah. You know, there's, it's, it's more than fair. What with the payout. It is. Guaranteed yeah. payout. Yeah, and that's and why then, I've been traveling all over for KBFs because they I know whether if I take second or third or whatever, once it comes down to it, that the pro series and all that, I'm going to get my money back. 
So and I'm then some. something to go off of this just because mm-hmm. I haven't actually asked anybody about it. And it's something that you always saw about it. Have you either one of y'all and you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to had any trouble getting paid with the KBF payouts. <laughs> <laughs> and and th- th- this is also, another I got, thing all, I, got all my, I got money. There was, I mean, oh, I guess I'll be honest about it. It, it. it took a little while. There was, you know, when the pandemic happened, thing is, is with Chad and with a lot of other organizations, I don't know if I, um, all right, let think before I talk here, but he got a you lot, know. so he got a lot of money from, from the Chamber of Converts, from all these tournaments, from sponsors and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden there wasn't tournaments happening anymore. So then all those people asked for their money back, you know, and then right. he got in a situation where he's like, shit, like, what, what do I do? You know? So, uh, so I know with me and a few other people, he t- he's like, Hey, here's the situation. And he was straightforward about it. He was open. He was honest about it. And he's like, dude, can you just you know, help me out a bit and just try to be patient. And I said, yeah. And, you know, everything worked out the way, you know, everything. That's, that is what matters is if, as long as somebody makes good on their word. Yeah. That's what matters. He didn't stiff you any money. No. It just, man, shit happens. Like real, real people get it. And that's, and that's why I asked because, I mean, it's great that when you do a local tournament or any of these other tournaments, sure, you're probably paid by Monday, but I mean, like you said, there's so many moving pieces to that puzzle, you know. So what if it takes a little bit? But yeah. what about you, Cody? Any, any? I, I would kind of say the same thing. I would feel I feel like most of those people that are talking crap are the ones that literally don't even fish KBF, and they just, hey, when are you gonna pay us or win this? You gotta think about the national championship. How much money there is in that, right? Like that's a lot of money to be sending out over PayPal, you know, like I've been locked out of PayPal. So many, I have seven different PayPal accounts. I want to break PayPal's face off. There's no getting in touch with them. There's no talking to some guy in Asia. Like they're, (laughs) they're the worst company I've ever dealt with. But finally, after I got my, my, my profile fixed, I, I finally started figuring things out. Cause then if you create a new account, you can't open it. Cause then you gotta be trusted. Like, Oh my gosh. But I would say it's been more of like a one time after the national champ, which I didn't make a ton of money at the national championship, but I think that took 27 days to get paid. But this whole year at every KBF event, except one, I've been able to be super blessed and cash a check. And I got paid within six to 10 days. So I just checked my clear Lake one and it was, fished on the 20th and I got paid on the 29th. And like my, my whole point of asking that is not to bring any like bad light on that. I, I didn't mean that anything, but it's no, no, like good. these things have happened. They've happened to y'all. Y'all still are there fishing the events. It's obviously not a deal breaker. Like everybody makes it out to be like, Oh, they took my money. I didn't get paid. Like y'all are still supporting the cause and fishing the events. That's been my biggest. You can go back and listen to any event. We've talked about KBF. Everybody runs their mouth about how, this is elite and this isn't KBF's not doing that. Almost all of y'all are still fishing KBF. Like there's only a handful of top level kayak anglers that don't like, because y'all are trying to make a living doing it. You got to go where the money is and where you can make money. Like, uh, it just drives me nuts. And people are like, yeah, nope, they're not doing good. Nobody's going to fish those events anymore. And then you look through there and this, this field's still stacked at some of these lakes. Like you're obviously wrong, but 
I, I will say too that on that podcast, I keep bringing it up. I wish I would have taken better notes, but he talked about getting away from PayPal because they've had so many issues that they're trying to figure out a, a different way to do it. So they always sneak into. I couldn't tell you how many tournaments, mostly local local tournaments and stuff like that, or just getting paid from people in general, where it's like PayPal will trick you into clicking goods and services instead of friends and family. Yeah. I don't know how, I mean, I'd say 25% of the time I get paid by PayPal, you know, I'll get 10% or whatever it is, 5%, 10% taken out because people accidentally click to friends and family. They don't make it like easy, you know, it could be, it happens so often that it, obviously they set it up so people accidentally click the wrong one or my, so they can get their money. My worst yep. one was running one of the Bassmaster state level events last year or two years ago. You know, we had, I think it was close to $5,000 in the pot or something like that. PayPal locked that money up for 31 days because it had never seen that kind of money come. And it was just $100 entry fees and the Bass Nation fees. And I made everybody do it separate. And they locked it up. So I I called Dwayne and was like, I'm out. We just ain't using Tourney X anymore, brother. Like, So me and him got on a phone with PayPal and PayPal was like, yeah, it sucks. Good luck. And that was the end of that conversation. Because he was like, I'll take this business. He was like, this business runs solely on PayPal. He's like, we put so much money through PayPal, blah, blah, blah. We will go somewhere else. And they were like, cool, later. Uh, like, called his bluff right there. <laughs> like, we don't care. How about Venmo? I saw Chad's doing stuff with Venmo now. Instead oh, of and you, and you can receive so a good. check. If you want to do a check, you, yeah. you, you have the option. Check, Venmo, or PayPal. I haven't had any issues. You guys have any issues with Venmo? I've, no, Venmo's like I've never used. I it. swapped my entire you, business. You've got to be careful yeah. with Venmo because yeah. they just swapped over to the transaction because PayPal and Venmo apparently merged. Oh, and now they have that security. So just make sure you bitch. don't click on friends and family. Are you, you do that through Venmo too? Again? Yes, mm-hmm. but Here it's, comes it's cash a lot app, harder. Baby. Yeah, it's it's a lot harder to get it on on Venmo. PayPal will just you you won't even get be able to click the screen and they'll automatically just do yeah uh, not friends goods and family and, and then you have to pay the yeah goods and services yeah. and then you come up having when you're just a ten thousand dollars you pay a decent amount. Yeah, is there is what advice because I haven't fished a KBF event in forever with the I know next year also on that podcast they talked about how they're also they're going to do the regular next year at the trail series day one day two and a two day pro series. How do y'all look at that? Do you just pay for everything day one day two and the pro series and the bonus bucks? Is is that the advice y'all give people? Because we've had people on where some of them only did pro series or some of them only did trail series. Uh, what what advice do y'all have for people there that want to get into fishing KBF? Pay for it. I would probably say like if 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 you're just starting off, like that's a big don't even that's a big chunk of money. Like yeah. if you're just starting off, just jump in one trail, maybe jump in both trails. Uh, I mean, you're paying four hundred eighty five dollar if you're a, a fishing chaos member, you know. And I wasn't a fan of fishing chaos in the beginning. And, I freaking love it now. What they've done with that thing, I love that app. I still love Tourney X. I still love using it too. But I absolutely love Fishing Chaos. When you don't have good service, you can click low-quality images. Like, 
So, I mean, just starting off, I would say like start small, you know, whether that's in the monthly tournaments or whatever. I mean, obviously that's where it's designed for you to start, but if you want to jump into the, the trail, I would say just jump in one, one or two trails and give that a shot. But I sign up for, for every, everything. Cause I don't want to, I've had, I've, I've missed out on me not signing up and I lost around $5,000 not signing up for a event out in, in uh, California, actually. Okay. I agree with every, everything you said. Yeah, it's pretty spot on with how I feel about it, too. Well, uh, you've seen it happen too many times where, like, I mean, y'all are great, consistent anglers, but, I mean, lightning strikes for some folks on some weekends, and I would feel really bad if I beat so many of the top anglers in the country and I cashed checks and then didn't pay into the big bonus bucks. And I'm like, oh, well, you I did. I but... on uh, up in lacrosse. I got um, – I would have won all three. I would have won the Trail Series champion. I qualified. I just didn't sign up for it. It was the Trail Series championship, the Challenge Series championship, and something else. I don't know. I would have won all three, but I, I didn't sign up for the other ones, and I missed out on a lot, like 30, 40 grand or something. Oh, what was that? Is that the, was that the national championship that you just signed no, up for the national? No, it wasn't the national. It was the one in lacrosse, the trail series and the challenge series. And the, was it another like pro series or, or something that they tried to do one year? I forget. Josh yeah, ended up winning yeah, that, a bunch of it. That was Brian fish that one. So it was like before it was the first year of the pro pro series. Yeah, pro, so it was the pro, pro circuit, series. Yeah. yeah. I even I qualified right for both COVID. other ones and I didn't so I gotta do yeah, I still haven't signed I still haven't qualified for the challenge series. So I just got in the last my last opportunity is the September monthly challenge in order to because that pays back really good. Last year very Huntersville last year. Yeah, I think I got like third was, or fourth place. I got that was the when I got the most money from, I got like 11 grand for third or fourth place through the challenge series where the trail series and the national championship were maybe like three or 4,000 for the same amount. You talk uh, about on Cato, Russ? On Cato, yeah. Cato, yeah. Yeah, was that two years ago? Was that last year? I don't know. Last year was Cato. Yeah, last year was, last year was Cato. Cato. So that was yeah, Cato. That was Cato. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it really is. I mean, I guess it's just. Uh, most of us just don't see it. There is. I mean, that, there's really good payouts with KBF. Like, yeah, very extremely. I, I can say after listening to this, I feel better about fishing. Definitely. KBF. That's why yeah. I wanted to talk to people that really have their 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 money or their cards in with KBF because, like, there's a reason for it, and I wanted to know why, and I wanted to know how any of this affected you, if it affected you at all. And I, I think this it's been a great show, and I hope uh, everybody listens to this. And for anybody that's kind of on the fence about kbf just because you hear so much of the negativity if you're on social media which just what is the negative like what are the people i don't go on kayak bass nation or any of that anymore really what... it's just you know everybody poking fingers at it and then i've seen uh, a lot of the comments are just more towards the, like the elite status of the event but that's like you said like, and we've said here i don't think the nc is that anyway because the 10 Never is that been. yeah Exactly. Um, it's I don't know. And it, I think some it, people if, are if just it's not, to give... not, you know, the pinnacle. So there's no reason. That, that was a comment it. I saw yeah. on KBN this morning, actually, when somebody said, because if it's not Hobie, this is where you bitch about it or something like that. And, and it's not just them. I saw this like local club trail comment sections. Like 
everybody had something to say about it. And I, I figured, of course, anytime anything happens with KBF, people have to talk about it. And uh, I don't know. I just figured talk to the guys that really, you know, really participate and let it help them pay their bills. But I think, you know, uh, anybody that listens to this will come away from it and, you know, maybe not be on the fence about it anymore. Like maybe go sign up for the NC or, you know, going into 23, take the trail series events and the, you know, pro series or whatever, you know, get more, more hands in on that. I don't see why not. Like if you're a competitive fisherman that, and you, you're not like, let's say you just don't want to try to run for the Hobie or Bassmaster series. I feel like the KBF's a great, a great way to do it. And then talking to y'all now, you know, all the money seems to be better. And it, I mean, for sure than Bassmaster. So why not? Okay. I, I, I wish I would have gotten the, the stops he had talked about on that podcast, but from what I heard, I mean, that it, it sounded, sounded like a great schedule. I know St. John's was on there and that's like, I love St. John's. Hey, where was this at? I'm going to go find this. You got the schedule for last year, next year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he gave out the first few dates on go to Chad Hoover and look at the latest podcast with Randy Newton, who okay. is the host of the podcast. It was him okay. and Chris, him and his, uh, his wife were on there. Christy? Yeah, Christy. Or when was this? Yeah. Uh just last week. Okay. Here, I, it, it it came out on these guys are, are going ahead and right diving here. on in the next year. I love it. it she got Hoover, to. Yeah, you can go to chadhoover.com. Is Christy still it, the president? Yeah. It premiered on September first. El Presidente. So well, la Presidente. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good show. And uh, but he he talked a lot, you know. Chad can say a lot of things, but all of it sounded positive to me. So I, I hope they're they're going in the right direction. You know, I feel like this year KBF, like so. There's been years in the past where you there was a lot of stuff that happened, whether it was the the Tourney X situation at the NC. I hadn't really heard anything this year. I feel like yeah. that this year has been a kick ass year for. I mean, maybe the participation wasn't where they wanted it, which could be what breeded this, but. I mean, I feel like KBF did fine this year from everything we know about it. There's been a ton of events and a bunch of big names at them. And yeah, you know, I feel like it's been a yeah. pretty kick-ass year for all of them. So, Amen, brother. Hey, I got a question for y'all. Yeah, um, what – and maybe I missed something too when we were talking. What makes y'all feel that the national championship is declining? Is it because there's not that many signed up? this far in advanced or it, it, it was something like that said, I didn't really know, you know, that it was declining and Ru- Russ, you know, a little bit, cause you said at one point there was like 700 competitors yeah. and then I don't know, did, did, did COVID used hit? To, I know that he used to promote down. it a lot more. I mean, you used to hear about the national championship, like three, four or five months before it even happened. It was just, yeah in your face like constantly there's like bonuses you know you can get a hundred dollars off for signing up early if you sign up early yeah yeah i remember that stuff like that and uh there's no expo this year so i've hardly heard anything about it so i don't know if that's um you know if that plays a part and why the numbers numbers are down and what his logic is between you know but why he didn't promote it like like they used to, or I don't know. So, just something I've observed. Yeah, I, I don't know if I I would say I've seen any of it declining, and I can honestly say like I have no clue how many people are signed up for it because I haven't been paying attention. 
You know, it's just like, again, part of what this job with the podcasting do is we got to try to stay in the loop of some of the stuff. So unfortunately I have to participate in social media and you just listen to as much talk as you can, which usually leads to the wrong, wrong ends of the internet. But, uh, I, you know, as I mean, the most decline I would see is like what Russ said, though, maybe from going from the years at, uh, I guess it was at Gunnersville that had, you know, I know there was like 700 qualified or something like that. That was, like, like... That was a Kentucky Lake, I think. Uh, it was like six, 700, probably Kentucky Lake. The last couple years they had it there. And then the year they had it at Just Cata. No, was it? Um... I think it was Cata. Yeah, there was one... yeah, no, it was the first one that they had at Cato. They had a ton of people there. Gunnersville was a little bit down. And then I want to say the first the one at Gunnersville was under 300 or right around 300 yeah i think the last caddo was probably right around that number two but before yeah Cato. before the last i guess three years ago then because last year was caddo year before was gunnersville but then the year before that i believe was also caddo and they had a yeah. huge numbers there and then they had huge numbers at kentucky lake those last two years as well yeah and I don't, I don't think that it's a decline that anything they're doing, honestly, I think going back to what we talked about earlier with just the way the economy is right now, that could yeah. be a, a huge part of yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. So, well, that's about all the questions I got on it. Dan, you got anything else? No, man. Let's let these guys go. Heck yeah. Well, uh, guys, I, we appreciate y'all, you know, jumping on with us and talking about it. And like I said, I think it's been a great conversation and it, I think it'd be a very positive one for a lot of people to listen to that may want to get into it or i mean now that now that they're nc qualified you know go go put your go put your hat in and go see if you can win the championship so yeah. see if you can beat cody and russ hey, I I never never no Kentucky Lake, so we'll i'm see. going for it this year i live an hour and a half away i'm gonna be I'm you do russ you love yeah. dog uh, i'm gonna you'll I'm gonna be at the uh, tournament of champions as well too won't you yeah tsc yeah yeah Coming up, yeah, both of them are going to be pretty cool. Well, uh, we appreciate it again, but you know, we want to give y'all. We always like to give everybody a chance to uh, shout out to anybody, you know, sponsors or anything that makes it easy for them. So, uh, Russ, if you want to go ahead, just uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Tell them how much you love them. Thank my sponsors: Torquedo Fishing, Yak Attack, uh, I Rod Fishing. I got a new signature series rod, the Snyder Sniper. Sure, check that out. Yeah, dude. Great, great for chatterbaits, I must say. Uh, Dakota Lithium and Catch Outdoors and Wilderness Systems. I got my new recon all set up, and it's one badass kayak. I love it. Heck yeah. Cool. Can't, can't wait to see it. You're going to have to bring it up to the shop. Oh, yeah. I'll check it out. What about you, Cody? Uh, I would say the same thing. I mean, shout out even y'all for doing this podcast to give people the opportunity to hear because a lot of people – all they do is hear those negative comments, you know, and, and then what happens? They don't want to fish it. They don't want to do this. But in reality, they, they're they hearing from the wrong source. So, I mean. And, I, and, I, and, I, if, I, even if we did say anything negative, hopefully you see it as constructive. Because on this show, oh, we, we, we just absolutely do our best to not. We're very non-biased, yeah. man. We don't, we don't hate on anybody. Nah. Sorry. Go ahead, Cody. No, you're fine. And I think that's perfect. Literally, 
I mean, I'd like to give a shout out too to, to Chad, to AJ, to every single one of those people that's, that's made this possible, you know, for us to, in a sense, live our dream. This has been absolutely yeah. a, a dream come true for me. I've, I've, I've got a few things under family at the house. I got problems with my back, so I got to get that figured out. But uh, I really, this year has been absolutely amazing. And each, each one of my sponsors, um, my, the rods I use are, are yak rods. They're you know, sort of a newer company and they literally have helped me so much this year all over the world. I, I, I personally feel Russ, no offense. I personally feel that they're one of the best rods out there on the market. And top two, I, I, that's <laughs> it. Oh, I rod. And, um, I, each each individual one, uh, Yak Attack, 13 Fishing. I just jumped on this year with uh, Z Pro Lithium, and I have been been very very impressed with with that company. Dan, oh, look at Dan is with yeah. me. There we oh, go. Yeah. I'm running run uh, that Z Pro. Michael, the dude out there with with uh, that owns Z Pro Lithium. He knows the stuff, he, man. Holy cow, that man is intelligent. He is a bad one. Yeah, he is. And I think it's amazing for him to kind of give me the rundown and help me understand about the different sales and why my battery weighs 10 pounds lighter than a normal 24 volt. I'm like, I, I just don't understand. It has the same kick. Like he's, he's, he's very, very intelligent. So I've, I've really, really enjoyed working with him and kayak cushion. I cannot fish without that thing. Uh, P-line, P-line, P-line. I cannot say enough good stuff about that line. Literally has gotten me in some, gotten me out of some tough situations this year. This is my first year running them full time, like nothing else. And I have literally, I, I can literally say I've broke off two times in the whole year of, of fishing. And not, not going to throw any shade. I won't get off topic. What's your thoughts on FluoroClear? FluoroClear, I literally have not tried tried is that the blue and green label yeah that's kind of their cheaper stuff Uh, i've actually been quite impressed with that stuff but for me personally i have to go with a hundred percent fluorocarbon i know it's more expensive no but i I definitely do didn't like the fluoro clear compared to their straight fluoro uh so have you have you just used the tactical I think so. I'd have to look. They just came out with a new line, and it's it's actually been out a little while, but it's called P-Line Ultimate. It's a blue label. It's a, a little bit cheaper than the tactical, but it's an, it's another 100%, and it has, I don't want to say zero stretch, but it has a very, very low stretch, and it's been an absolute game changer for me. I still use tactical on like the, the crank baits and the jerk baits for a little bit more stretch with my rod, but if I if I'm flipping close, I might go to that tactical because my hook sets are a little bit too much sometimes. <laughs> but that that. <laughs> that ultimate has literally been amazing for me to bomb a cast out there and like get a bite seventy five yards or how far away and rip into them and still get a great hookup. I've I've been very impressed with that new stuff. I, I've been using their top water this year, and I I really like that. Yeah, I gotta get awesome. I gotta get more into their stuff. I, I looked at a you know, we don't have a huge most of the shops around here don't have a huge, huge selection of all their stuff. Uh but I, I hung out with them at uh, iCast and really got to look into all their stuff and was like, Oh like Yeah. I gotta give y'all a little more this one more thought. New braid. 
Oh my gosh! Don't even get me started, dude. We'll, we could sit here and talk for days. We'll we'll, but, have, um, to, we'll have to have you on with uh, the final show, cast yeah. guys to do a, a line show about P line. Yeah, let's freaking do it, dude! I can't <laughs> tell you how many line tests I've done at the house with like sandpaper and stuff to see what line holds up more. I, I need to actually put them on YouTube to be honest with you. But yeah, well, Russ, have you done a show with our we'll our gear guys about your rod yet? No, I haven't. I'd love to though. Oh, like, I'm gonna set that on. up. I'm happy. gonna call them right when we get through yeah. with this. Sweet, thank you. We got you. Yeah, you. <laughs> I I don't know why they hadn't done it, but those goofballs are just having a good time. So who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, anybody else, Cody? Is that it? The uh, battle baits, rogue fishing, Newport vessels. Oh man, dude, I could sit here and talk about the freaking NK one eighty. That thing is unreal. I have literally beat the absolute shiz out of that thing. Yeah, my and she just keeps death. going. Yeah, my, the and, little uh, skeg on mine's getting smaller. <laughs> oh, you say you'd be scraping. Oh yeah, my prop looks terrible, but it still works perfect. So, and I think there's something in the making. I don't know if you've heard about that, Jimmy. Yeah, oh, like, uh, I got to hang out with the wizard a lot at ICAST, and uh, oh yeah, I got all the information I needed, but I have to keep he my called, mouth shut. So. I talked to him the other day. He, yeah. He's awesome. He is. He built some insane rigs, man. Yeah. He uh he did himself a huge one with a uh a Siri powered kayak. No, or was it yeah. Siri or Alexa? Whichever one he did at iCast was sick. Oh yeah, he showed me. He sent me that video of that one. Yeah, that was wild. Oh man, it was awesome. Well, all right. we I will stay and talk about crap all night, guys. I know I know everybody's got to get to bed and get to work tomorrow or get to fishing, but we appreciate it again, guys. Thank you so much. We will see y'all next time. Until uh, then. Y'all have a great one. See you guys. Okay, see y'all. Thanks for having us on. Thanks. Awesome. I think it was a really good show. I, I really do. I think that a lot of positive, like you said, like I feel even more, I mean, I fished KBF events without any, you know, worry, but now it's like you hear from the guys really making some money from it and all that stuff. I mean, it seems like it's a no brainer now. Kind like It's just it, like whenever we plan the show, well, you plan the show that the that to, to get an insider's knowledge of people actually involved in it rather than outside of it. Yeah, yeah that's great. when I when I first thought about it, I was like, well, let's just grab some of the hosts and see. Because like m- most of our hosts, whether they fish tournaments or not now, they fished KBF events. But then I thought about it and was like, no, nah. I mean, like we, we were we were hoping to have Jimmy McClurkin on. Uh, he, he couldn't make it. He didn't have the signal. Jimmy fishes, you know, mostly kbf i would say he's got i mean he brought that big ass trophy up to the shop last weekend to put on his kayak for our little kayak fest we had and uh i really wanted his input because i know he really enjoys it i I'm, i think he's pretty close to chad uh but it was still i think it was a very insider edition of that you know i hope i hope everybody takes good things away from it and don't take it as we were bashing anything or which we didn't i mean it's just getting questions answered that different everybody i mean you could look around on the internet and see the the chit chat and chatter so i mean if you lift up a hood it's it's not all all going to be perfect you know exactly so. well that was it for that uh we'll hit the little tourney recap real quick we have a ton of them to talk about it's just two i'm totally kidding uh kayak anglers of central pennsylvania on the middle susky uh 
the kick cancer's ass event, 37 anglers, five fish limit. Andy Bowen with 93 inches, Russell Johnson with 89 and three quarters, and Chelsea Gray in third place, 87 and a half. And last but not least, the uh, kayak fishing Utah bass tournament on Starvation Reservoir. That's an interesting name. Uh, 32 anglers, first place, Jason Conley with 77 and a half. Second place, Chris Spencer with 74 and third place, Adam McCluskey with 71 and three quarters. So starting it, which it was Labor Day weekend, which probably a lot of the reason for it slowing down, but we're getting into the part of the year where we should start having a bunch of uh, like championships and club classic events coming through the pipeline to talk about uh, in the recap. Um, I don't know what we've got coming up for uh, big tournaments. I know Pickwick is coming up for October, Bassmaster. Yeah. Um I don't know when the TOC is for Hobie. Well, Dar- Dardanelle, Hobie Dardanelle is this month. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. Yep. So, yeah, one, one more uh, regular Hobie event, then the TOC. Uh, KBF, I think, just finished. I think the NC is their next one. I think the last trail event last weekend was the, or the weekend before last was the last one. Um, so, winding down. Um, we'll start getting a little more creative with our shows probably. Um, I've got some ideas. I'd love to hear anybody else's ideas. You know, we want to talk to angler of the year folks and, uh, we may hit a couple tournament directors, but we, you know, we'll, we'll come up with some stuff. I want to keep it relevant to other That's parts right. of tournament fishing. So, well, Dan, anything yeah. else, my man? That's it. All right. Well, This has been another episode of The Real Down. We appreciate you as always. Be sure and tune in next week, and we will see you all then. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. Your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina. The beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill